Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Juan Martinez with This Is Real. Hey, and I'm super pumped. I'm super pumped. You know, I'm super pumped because if y'all didn't know, we actually this uh, we just now got a new time. Mm-hmm. So now we're on in Houston from seven to eight right. on 100.7 FM. We're on on 100.7 FM in Dallas from nine to ten, mm-hmm. and at one in the morning. Come on, for you club goers, <laughs> you know the ones that are <laughs> driving in. the streets. Come the on, two in, <laughs> and uh, and we're also in Austin on yeah, Sundays. Sundays. Man, I don't know. God's a trip. It's, I, yeah. it's just and ha- then there's more to come. There's more to come. There's yeah, more to come and, and it's effortless. Like this yeah. is one of those things that we were just gonna do a we're little podcast, and then before you know it, we're like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, so it's really it's cool just to see what God in our our whole objective was really to get into the prisons, which we're reaching about 51 of them yes. every Saturday. You mm-hmm. can't be there at the same time. That's almost impossible. You yeah. know, well, it is impossible unless you're yeah. like the spirit of God, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're we're in there in a tough time and then God just keeps adding, yeah. you know, when we do these wow. things. So I, I love how God, you know, I don't know. I'm yeah. still in awe. So thank you so much for everybody who's been subscribing to YouTube and podcasts and even listening yeah. and supporting. Yeah, and writing us letters. We want to give a shout out to everyone who's sending us letters and letting us know yeah, that they're cool. listening and that it's an encouragement to them and sharing it with their friends and things like that. And um, you know, like you said, it through podcasts, through the YouTube. I hear so many different ways that yeah. people are listening. They're like, "Oh yeah, I was listening to the podcast," or "Oh, I saw the, what, the YouTube." You know, and so it's like, you know, that's cool because there's so many avenues that they can uh, receive the message. You know, yeah, and like you it. said, it started just with trying, especially with COVID, right? We couldn't yeah. go into the prison system, so then I feel like, like we're the we're Let's like a go. show yeah. you know it comes on every saturday you know for, for every inmate they're like yeah. I, I mean i've been there right where mm-hmm. you're like waiting for it so it's cool when we get a letter that they're like i can't wait for next week mm-hmm. you know and let me tell you something today yes. in the house or i almost want to go in the, in the his building. house in the, <laughs> in the, his you know house. i'm just excited about it man we have uh, you know i met him a long time ago mm-hmm. he did a video uh for mimi johnson that was just like epic you know <laughs> he he pulled out the actor in me mm-hmm. and oh uh God. it was so awesome he has 28 years of pastoral experience uh executive creative worship ministry i mean the guy is well-rounded i'm always looking at his post i I told him i was secretly secretly stalking him you know uh you know he's a huge believer in making heroes which says a lot right because a lot of times right now you know we'll probably go into it but you know we got a bunch of people who want to be superstars uh, but he is really into now when you you hear this guy and who he's worshiped for and what he's done um you he, he walks away from something um, you know, just being led by the Lord, um, just doing incredible things that just shows how much he wants to see someone else succeed, mm-hmm. which says incredible things about leadership there. He's a passionate worshiper. He says his, his deepest calling is to worship God and to draw others into this life-changing presence through the mm-hmm. ministry of song. Come on. Uh, when he's not coaching, he loves to lead worship and put, w- push worship teams to more effective, connected, and relational ministry. Yeah. I love it. All I hear there is he is like the guy who is preparing a table yeah. for you to eat. Man, welcome in the studio today, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Richie Allen. Allen. Yeah. What's going Thank on? You, Thank Dude, you, Dude, you look great. I'm well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. You look great because, you, you know, you got that look. You, you know, I don't know if you know. You got that <laughs> I look. don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know. man, you got that look. I don't know what look. that look is. You got that look. The kids will call it swag, you know, but you got <laughs> no, that look. Oh, they call it drip. Pat. Oh, they call it drip <laughs> now. Oh, man, okay, I'm a few great. years. 
great. Yeah. Come on, the young the disciples trip. told yeah. you that. Oh, yeah, the, yeah they did. I had some young folks correct me. Oh, they they were like, hey, it's not that no more. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. It changes too fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still from back in the day saying, like, hey, yeah. you look fly. <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah. man, it's exciting. The posts that you're putting and the perspectives that you have are so uh, fresh breath of air thank you bro they, they really are i you know it was great when you were like yes because i know how busy you are and, <laughs> and i'm just like and this is so awesome and i'm glad you were in houston yeah. too so I get oh to you're see right you. yeah no i know you know dude. no man honored to be here bro man Thanks so so tell me right now man you know we've been talking lately about community tell me tell me a little bit about richie allen like let's let, what how did this how long you been saved oh and, man jeez like, uh the very short version is yeah. um my dad was an evangelist, so okay. um, uh, they uh, they've traveled around the country and just preached it all over the place. And wow. so I was born basically on you the were road, born in it, right? <laughs> and in ministry, right? So uh, so we've done I did that for a long time, and then dad uh, dad uh, became a pastor in uh, in Louisiana. I was wow. born in Indiana, became yeah, a pastor yeah. in Louisiana, and and I grew up there wow. on Southwest Louisiana. And, Come on. Uh, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude. Wow. And so I got my start in worship and, and ministry there and uh, full time 16 uh, as a worship. Uh, well, back then it was called a uh, music director and now yeah. it's called a worship pastor. But, yeah. But got started in all of that. And so that that's it. I mean, that's how we got started. And how long have you been married? Busted. I've been married for heavy. Miss Heavy years. had a big shout out. Yes. Shout out to my beautiful wife, Heaven. Uh, Heaven Lee. Her Heavenly. middle name's Lee. No so, way. Yeah, whatever. Awesome. Oh, that is. <laughs> oh. Thank her parents for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're like, but, yeah, uh, my wife's Heaven Lee. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. But what's her name? You're like, no, no, no. no, no. no. <laughs> I, I just said it. <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, so we've been married for 20 years, yeah. and we've got uh, we got uh, I almost said six kids. God help us! Ooh. I have four Ooh. kids. Four. I got four kids. I got two two nine-year-old twin girls and six-year-old boy and a girl that's turning five on April 1st. April wow. Fool's baby. April Fool's. Wow. My nephew's an April Fool's baby. <laughs> yep, those are fun. <laughs> hey, so okay, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna read uh, this. I got two of your Facebook. Uh, ah, yeah, I told you. I was yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I seen the video too, and it's funny because God was God. God's had me in Exodus now for like at least three years. Yeah. You know, and I can't get out of it. Yeah. Because there's this part of me that's like, all oh, these people are like, millions of people don't enter the promised land. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because they listened to 10 out of these 12 that were like, I mean, if I look at it, I'm yeah. like, wow, these guys were like top guys. But yeah. I'm like, didn't nobody go like, hey, what about what the other two are saying? You know? Yeah. So it kind of trips me out. Yeah. You know, it does. And I've scratched my head a long time and I go, man, are we in those times where there's most of the people following the crowd? Yes. And very few, mm -hmm. what we would call the remnant, the you remnant. know, yeah, yeah. very 100%. few that are like, hey, what about this? You know, and everybody's like, you know, I, I, as a ex-drug dealer and stuff, you yeah. know, I, I, I always say like the lie is never the lie. Like yeah. usually, and, and this is from what I know from living in the world that what is put out to be the lie is so that everybody could go here because I'm going to come around this way. You yep. know, like, mm -hmm. so if I'm going to bring this load, I'm going to get this one busted and then we come around this way, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a 52. So it's a sleight of hand kind of thing. It's yeah. like, yeah. over here. Watch yes. this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so why? That's why we have to listen with our ears of what God is saying and yeah. not look at an outward appearance. And I feel like we're in a generation where everybody's just jumping at whatever the the, the chicken corn, thing, yeah. the chicken yes. corn, you know, yeah. everybody just jumps on it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then everybody's getting slaughtered, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I have this quote here. I have a few, but you have a stand still first. This was a video. Yeah. Stand still and move forward. 
Yeah. Explain that a little bit because that was so juicy. It was, well, it was it, when 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 Moses was uh, was with the children of Israel, they're at the at the Red Sea, and they they're looking extremely. It's looking extremely bleak for them, right? Yeah. And they're they're ticked off, and they they look they look back at Moses. They say, Moses, why did you take us here when we could have just lived in Egypt? Well, at least we had bread, right? And we had food, and so we were good. Why would you do this? Now Pharaoh's army's coming. We're dead. We're we're literally dead in the water. Like yeah. that's kind of <laughs> what, we're, what we're thinking. And and so Moses says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. He says, stop. Just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And which is completely like. Uh, anti everything that they felt like they should be doing right yeah, yeah, we gotta yeah. be moved we gotta get yeah. we gotta get out of here yeah we gotta no, come no, out with picket still. signs exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see the salvation of the lord and moses and and then the very next scripture is uh, god says uh so moses why are you waiting on me tell the people to move forward why mm-hmm. are you crying out to me tell the people to move forward and so there's this like that doesn't make sense. Like from our perspective, we got to stand still. But no, God's mm-hmm. saying move forward, so understanding good. the difference, right? So there's the, the moving forward is a physical thing that we have to do, right? Mm-hmm. We have to step. The Bible says that faith without works is dead, being mm-hmm. alone, right? So, so we have to take the steps to move forward. We've got faith, but without faith without works is like not. You don't have any legs on your faith, right? Yeah. So you got to put legs on your faith. You got to move forward. But that stand still doesn't make a lot of sense unless you recognize that stand still is an internal work. It's not an external work, mm. right? Shanda. And so if you've got, if you have that peace inside of you and that understanding that, hey, uh, and, and we, we talk, we'll talk probably about this yeah, a little yeah. more, but the, yeah. this whole thing that, um, that, that Jesus, that, that God set up from the very, very beginning, which is the whole Sabbath mentality, it's a drawing away of the stuff that you are doing and going away from that right. to separate yourself to him mm-hmm. for a period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that all of that happens. You, you, the voice of God is not heard in the whir- whirlwind or in the storm or in the uh, in any of that stuff. It says uh, it's found in the still small voice, right? Yep. Which literally translated means he's found in the silence. And so there is that stillness right there mm-hmm. that we're talking about, standing still to see the salvation of the Lord. You have to have the stillness to be able to hear the voice of God properly. Here's an, an, yeah, this yeah, a little no, aside, okay? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to go there. But I love it. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the aside thing is I was talking to a friend about this um, yesterday at coffee, and when I'm sitting at a table like this with you, I, and I've got these headphones on, so I can hear your voice, like, extremely well, mm. right? I hear the depth of your voice, the resonance of your voice, I, I the idiosyncrasies of the way that you speak, the different things that you say, how you frame your words. I can hear that because it's quiet in here. Right? It's silent in here. So I hear all of this depth so in, in you. So now here's the cool thing. Yeah. Once I get used to that, if I go outside or we're at a noisy coffee mm-hmm. shop or mm-hmm. at a noisy restaurant yep. and you're talking or you're across the room and you go, hey, Richie, you recognize I that. recognize that voice because I know the nuances of the voice in the silence. Mm-hmm. So in the noise, I can recognize it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah. I see exactly so what that, you're That's the importance of that drawing away and that being able to be still in a moment so that you can understand the voice of God. So stand yeah. still. If you stand still, then you can see the salvation of the Lord mm-hmm. and you recognize it for what it is. It's the salvation of the Lord. You see it because you understand his voice so well. Does that make sense? Oh, that oh, makes total perfect. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I've lately been telling people, look, we don't, uh, the Bible says that, that 
man looks at outward appearances. So yes. us coming at the cross, we have to almost check ourselves all the time, not mm -hmm. to be the guy who looks at the outward appearance. Yep. Right? It says that we look, but God looks at the heart, the yes. very core of the being, the inner man. Mm -hmm. And I feel like um, a lot of times we go off of what we see when as a believer you see by what you hear because faith comes by hearing and there's that yes. inner voice of you spending that quiet time mm -hmm. that you hear and it you, it might lead you to do something that the rest of the planet goes like what are you crazy yeah. like why would you bring us to this place there's yeah. not even a parting in the seat you know because that's yeah. what you see yeah absolutely. I wonder if many ran left <laughs> you know and like <laughs> got beat up on that side like I wonder if there was a few that ran right or it's ran back Possible. You know, like, because I mean, did the whole crew just wait? Mm -hmm. Or did some go, I'm out of here? I'm out. <laughs> you know? And then while he's getting beat up, beat up, he sees the C's part and then he's like, crap. Yeah, you know? Look what I <laughs> he's running back. Right? And I, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the, you know, I, I guess the power in that is when you read that and you see today, mm -hmm. do you feel that? You know, because this show is called This Is Real. So yeah. you, can, you can give it. Okay. Okay. So, you know. Um, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love you. <laughs> uh, do you see a, a big parallel with today? With Right? Because today we have the, the uh, I feel like there's so much division. Yeah. Um, and I, people are like, you got to preach on times. I say, if I'm preaching unity, I am. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like the Bible talks about in, in times, just be united, be united. John yes. 17, be yes. united. First 100%. Peter 4, you right. know, be united, be hospitable, we'll love one another, love one mm -hmm. another, right? Because we have to be tight if there's going to be a war. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, or we're going to get whooped, yeah. right? And so the the everybody wants, I feel like first it was the political thing, and mm -hmm. everybody's jumping on the political mm -hmm. thing, and then it was the race thing, and everybody's jumping on the race mm -hmm. thing. And then, you know, then it was the wear mask, no mask, wear mask, no mask, you know, then it's vaccine, no vaccine. Next will be like something else. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, because they keep doing it. Now it's the Asians, yep. you know, and yep. I'm, yep. please hear my heart. I'm compassionate about all those things, yeah. but I feel like the way we're fighting is foolish. Oh, we're, we're fighting them fully the wrong way. Yeah. Right? We, I, this, is, this is something that just, it, this bothers me, and you know what? I'm, I I don't sit and let me just be clear. I don't sit in judgment against yeah, yeah. anybody right. because yeah, I, I don't, I, believe I don't you do. have it right. I don't have yeah. it right. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm never going to have it right. Uh, but but there's some things that I see that concern me, and you know, um, it's the ho the whole idea that uh, that we have to. <clears throat> the, the scripture says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, just pulling down of strongholds, casting yes. down of imaginations, all of those things, right? And it says, and then it says, and uh, so we've got the sword of the spirit, we've got the word of the, uh, the sword mm -hmm. of the spirit, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate mm -hmm. of righteousness, all of those truth. things. Yep. You go all of those, Shoes. you go through all of those things. There's only one thing that's an offensive weapon, and it's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Everything mm -hmm. else is defensive. So our, our role, the only role that we have as a church is we have one thing that we fight with, and that's the Word of God. Yes. And in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And yes. then you said God is love. So the only thing that we're really supposed to fight with is love. Yeah. And so that's, and love brings unity. Yes. Everything else that the enemy does is, is meant to bring disunity. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so what, where we're at right now, take a look. You, you said it already. Yeah. You, you, you listed all of the things that, that I would list, which yeah. is last year the enemy did his good work Mm -hmm. of causing as much disunity as humanly possible. Sure. 2020 mm -hmm. was a killer year for disunity. Yeah. Like if, if he's going to win an award for, be yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the best yeah. enemy, oh, yeah, yeah. he's going to do it, yeah. right? That, that, was, that was killer. So um, <laughs> yeah. literally. Literally. And so he just, here's the thing, sin, the church, the church faces, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They focus so much on, 
on sin, and, and sin is absolutely horrible thing. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Let, me, let me explain it. It's not the end result. It's a means to an end for mm-hmm. the enemy. Yeah. yeah. And so sin is not the church's ultimate enemy. Disunity is. Yes. Sin brings disunity. That's the whole point of sin, is that sin separates, separates. us from God. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And so s- separation is the devil's end game. It's like that thing you were saying. It's like, yeah. hey, look over here, look over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Facts. And so we're, we're <clears throat> criticizing the sin, and we're criticizing the things that we think are wrong with yeah. other people. And so while we're doing that, the enemy is coming over here and causing disunity. So, right. so we're looking at this. This is what he's really doing. This yeah. is his end game. His end yeah. game is unity. Is yeah. disunity. And so, I mean, if you go go back to the Tower of Babel. We go all the way back to those things. Unity. There is so much power in yeah. unity Tower of Babel, yes. that even God Himself said we need to we need to confound their language so that because if we don't, they yes. will actually accomplish that. Mm. So yeah. the power that there evil is evil was unity, united. Absolutely. Yeah. So the disunity of the church, man, is is the key. Is the key for the enemy to 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 win. That's so and, powerful. You know, and so, so uh, it's th- that's the greatest threat to the kingdom. So, so uh, you were sharing with us a little bit earlier that you know this this all this revelation and this thing that you're so passionate about, um, it actually relates to something personal that you experienced, right? Yeah. So uh, we're gonna take a break, yeah. and then Richie's gonna share with us why and how you know God revealed to him and what he experienced in yeah. his life. Yeah, I, I love it. Your story is like boom, resurrection. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> with this is real and Richie Allen. Go get your copy of Juan Martinez' newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them so they too can experience being set free. You can help us reach our goal to cover 106 Texas prisons by purchasing a copy at JuanMartinez.tv on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Thank you for being the hero of this story. Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rab Church. You can hit us up at two locations. 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 1145 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas, 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rap TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free Get Rap TV app. And we are back with This Is Real and uh, our guest, Richie Allen, man. I, I don't know. I almost want to call you Uncle Richie. I don't know. You have this. <laughs> I think this, I have this, this. I think, I think it, you have this thing, good. man. You have this caring <laughs> heart. <laughs> Stephanie, what were you asking him right before? Yeah, because, you know, you were sharing so much about um, this this amazing revelation that 
I know that it was something personal that God did in your life, yeah. you know? So mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what happened personally yeah. in your story and how God spoke to you. This this what we were just talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, um, my uh, the the short version I, there's a there's a lot to my story we can talk mm -hmm. about like I have I had severe anxiety and panic disorder from for 20 years of my life and and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff that happened with all of that uh, but a couple of years ago um, so I, I I helped launch a church called Hope City in Houston wow and uh, and God was good there man just crazy crazy growth yeah, all kinds crazy. of yeah. wonderful stuff and um, uh, Let's see, February 2018? Yeah, it's 2018, so it's been, oh my gosh, it's been three years now, I guess. Um, uh, I was out with my family, and uh, I was feeling some pain, you know, mm -hmm. in my chest a little bit. I, was, I just thought it was a hiatal hernia or something. I, I didn't know what it was, and went and did a stress test and found out that uh, uh, I had blockage. And so mm -hmm. they, they did this, uh, this st tried to do a stent. Stent didn't work. Had to do open-heart surgery. Thank God they caught it before... Uh, before it was a heart attack. Right. Uh, my dad had died with a heart attack at 50. His dad had died at a heart attack at 50. So, but mm. I was only 42 at the time. And so it's like, uh, I didn't think I was, I had anything right. to worry about until, you know, for about seven or eight years. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> I was way off on that one. Uh, but uh, it forced me into a, a, an interesting season. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was kind of a God's way of saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, we, I think we said something a little bit about it, about being drawn away. Mm. Right. This was God's way of drawing me away in silence and solitude to kind of really uh, reconnect to him. But uh, in that same year, you know, my, my wife also, she initially blew out her ACL while I was still recovering. Wow. So she's trying to walk around while I'm trying to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, Couple crazy stuff. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then, Together uh, you do make one. Right. At that <laughs> moment, at like, that point, yeah, maybe three quarters. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so then outside of that, though, uh, a few months later in November, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. And mm -hmm. so all of this stuff happened like within a really about a year's time, just boom, boom, boom. She had 12 surgeries that she had to go through as a result of all of that and um, and so just a crazy crazy couple of years and man it, it forced me into kind of realigning my priorities and really just kind of saying hey what is it that God is trying to speak to me in this season yeah. and, and how is he speaking to me in this season and it's like no he doesn't necessarily cause these things but he allows them and so what was it for, for me? So what it did is it just kind of forced me to recognize the difference between the work of God and the work for God. Right. Because mm -hmm. I had done that work for God since I was 16 full time in ministry mm -hmm. and all of that. Uh, I had always called it the work of God. And, you know, we're doing the work of God. And, yeah. and, and, and for me, and this, this is just powerful. personally, yeah. is, is the difference is I recognize there's a massive difference between the work of God and work for God. What I had been doing since 16 was a work for God. I'd been doing his doing work for the church and mm -hmm. ministry and that sort of thing. It was work for God. The work of God is actually the study of God. And uh, so, uh, the, some of the, uh, the, old, the old, um, old line people called it uh, daily office. So daily office is, is basically is, is studying the word of God and yeah. studying God and knowing him closer. And so mm -hmm. I had been doing a work for God. I hadn't really been doing enough of a work of God. Right. And so that season in my life just forced me to realign myself and recognize that I'm not a human doing, I'm a human being. Yeah. And I have to not just do for God, but I have to be with God. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. it forced me to kind of really just separate myself from what I do 
and in my relationship with God from what I do. If you're in ministry or any kind of anybody that's in that's so that yeah, ministry, yeah. if a lot of times we identify ourselves with what we do for mm. God, yes. and God is trying to say, no, 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 no. Let me help you separate those two things. What you do for me and who I think you are and what I think about you are two different things. Yeah. That's real. So and good. And so that just. That, that's kind of what that season did for me is it really kind of forced me to to, to see things in it from a different perspective yeah I that's love that so that's good. an encouragement you know because um, being in ministry and working you know for the church is definitely yeah that's a whole you know, for me personally it is a challenge because yeah. you do want to make sure that okay when I'm doing this I'm doing it you know for God and not yeah. because this is the your role, job. your job title <clears throat> or your role you know and that kind of thing so you know, many people fall into that. And, and I, I think, think everybody, yeah. at, to be honest, I mean, just to be transparent, I think everybody at the office, we've had a conversation with, uh, you know, because boom, they're they're loving the Lord. <laughs> you know, they're serving. Their worship is at an all-time high. Boom, they start working. Yeah. For the And then it's like that stops yeah. somehow. And yeah. then it becomes, well, I stop at four. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> all right. right. And, and even I had to kind of somewhere... You know, because you 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 do a lot of the God stuff, yeah. right? And somewhere that line can get crossed so fast, oh, right? So because fast. because you go from consuming, right? Before I became a pastor, you know, I'm consuming of the word. I'm I'm sitting back. I'm 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 like I, I tell people like uh, eating a Snickers in prison, right? You just don't bite it and eat the whole thing. You <laughs> you, you take a bite bit, and right? you kind of put the side and you just like. Chew on that and and let that caramel. You start thinking uh, chocolate, yeah. caramel, nougat. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yes. And and then all of a sudden, boom! You start working. Yeah. And you you know the church grows, right? Yeah. And I can't yeah. even imagine in Hope City just at the rate because ours grew pretty fast, but y'all mm. just right. Yeah. So boom, yeah. it grows. And now you 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 somehow don't chew as much. You kind of study mm-hmm. for this message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and every, everything of, that yeah, everything that you did to enhance your relationship with God before now becomes uh, to enhance other people's relationship with God. Yeah. And so everything, every word that you get, you think is for someone else. And so you it's, write it down, yes. and you post it, and you preach it. And sometimes there are words that are for you. Yeah. But we don't. We, when we're in that ministry mindset, we we forget. Hey, guess what? It's there's just as much. In fact, it's more important that I am healthy and that I have a relationship with God in order for me to lead people to a healthy place because healthy people breed healthy teams and healthy churches. Facts. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a vital thing. That's powerful. Yeah, Yeah. because we can, you know, there's a difference between me giving you what I know in my head. I know somebody listening already, I'm pointing to my head, but what I know and uh, what I know, you know. In your heart, yeah. Yes, what has gotten down to the heart. Mm -hmm. Like I tell the enemy, you know, I tell the people, I go, look, the enemy, he can't, if he told you, like, you can't tie your shoes, you'd laugh. Yeah. You'd literally yeah. laugh. Yeah. But the problem is that a lot of times what we do believe that the enemy, what the enemy says that we believe, it's usually because it hasn't went to the heart yet. It's still in your head. Yes. It's, it's shallow ground. Yes. You know, so he, mm-hmm. can, he goes, you don't know how to do that. And you're like, oh, I really don't. Yep. And so now you're, you're all messed up and you're tossed to and fro and you never receive anything from the Lord. Yes. But the more you uh, sit, you know, and you apply, mm-hmm. uh, it takes root and it becomes grounded. Yes. Just a part of your being like you're like, oh, I got to tie my shoe. You just kind of tie it. You're not yep, like, yep. I got to say four prayers and, you know, sh- I got to talk in tongues just right. to get this shoe tied. Right. No, you just tie it. 
Yeah. And then boom, you're done. Yep. You know, and uh, I feel like in Christianity, um, and, and I love the church, so I'm very careful because there's so many different uh, ages, I guess, in the church to kind of like, uh, e even on my social media, I'm kind of a little bit careful because I don't want ever somebody that's a younger age. I could tell the room, but if I can't know who's in the room, then they can take that and distort it and yeah. twist it. Yeah, you, know, you got to be careful. Yeah, unless you're going to break it down in like an 18-part, you know, thing, you know. <laughs> right. But, but I, I believe that in, in Christianity, we've made it more about a Christian doing than we have made it about a mm -hmm. Just being, being yeah, a being, Christian mm -hmm, yeah. and, and letting it come out of that. And yes. I think we all go through that. Yeah, I don't think God necessarily needs all of us to be in ministry to do his work. You right. know what I mean? Like right. he needs just as much as the person working at the church office, the person yes. working at the lawyer's office and mm -hmm. the doctor's office, you know, yes. and all of these different things where it's like you're you're like we're talking about our being and who we are in Christ mm -hmm. should be the same if we were in working in a corporate or a secular or blue collar or whatever exactly. if you were working in church you know but sometimes we do we do lose sight of it well we think we think we think doing church work and, and working at a church is ministry <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that and there's You're a right. big difference right yeah, yeah, ministry yeah. is ministry everybody's called everybody's in full-time yeah, yeah. ministry everybody's in full-time ministry yeah. we are the, we are the light to the world we're yes. the salt to the world yes. mm -hmm. and so we're in ministry constantly yes. so yes. we've just got we we've got a, we've misaligned i think in general a lot of the a lot of christians misalign those things yeah. and and don't quite fully understand it yeah. yeah, and, and I, I, you know, it's be, you know, I was telling somebody the other day. I was like, look, sometimes, um, you know, we're, we're, Jesus was simple. Yeah, I feel like we've overcomplicated it. Oh man, and, and I so love, much. I love the stuff. And, and please hear my heart when I say this. You know, it might sound crazy, but I mean, it's really, it's the truth. This is real, right? Yeah. So, I, I love the stuff, but I feel like sometimes the stuff takes precedence over the presence, you know, like, yeah, like, and then you got to keep up with the stuff, right? So if I did something really cool, like, check it out. Sometimes, sometimes oh, I feel like yeah. this is the chaos in ministry, right? So sometimes I'm, I'm you, like, bro. I'm like, ah, I'm preaching the word, you know, mm -hmm. I know I've spent time with the Lord. I, it's setting captives free. We got a bunch of people that, the ex addicts, all that, that are all yeah. like living transformed lives. So I'm, I'm seeing it, mm -hmm. right? That's, that's the real evidence, yeah. fruit that's coming from a tree. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I look to the side and, and I'm not, I already been over the comparison thing and all that, right? Yeah. But sometimes you're almost f forced in a sense, because if not, you become outdated according to the world, yeah. right? Yeah. Cause yeah. they're like, oh, you ain't doing flying monkeys this week? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going great, here. Yeah, great search service. I'm going to go, yeah, they go yeah. over there. You know, I hope you don't mind, Pastor. They have flying monkeys and, <laughs> and bears and tricycles. So now all of a sudden it's like, you, you're, you're like, well, do I need to bring at least one monkey? Yeah. <laughs> You know, because, you know, and it sucks, yeah. but it's kind of where your head goes because you're like, well, I mean, dang it. I could still give him the word, yeah. but I got to bring one monkey you yeah. know, or one yeah. bear. Man, honestly, bro, I think that's the that's the struggle in general that we have with the uh, with the American church. Yes. The American church is so is so um, enamored with uh, with production. That production is more important than presence. Yes. And we've got we've got it flipped. And and I think that's the that's the whole thing that the way that the way the Lord works, he always does things opposite of the way that natu the natural. Yeah. And our our natural says uh, says production is important. We've got it mm -hmm. in order to draw people, get butts in the seat. We've got to have this high production mm -hmm. level. And God's saying, no, it's presence that's it's more important. Presence. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah, it's presence. More. So it's presence. Then for the, you know, like 
yeah, I, and I think that's it's just so difficult in a, in an in an age where everything is like I mean you can you can do a movie oh yeah off of your phone <laughs> yeah like people are like TikToking and I'm like wow I'm here's the thing they're great tools yeah, they're, they're yeah. great tools yeah. but when the tools become the the thing the thing right that's the problem and then there's the pressure yes of having to and if you did bring a monkey now next month you got to bring a lion yeah, let's go with the gorilla this <laughs> yeah, time yeah, right no it gets it yeah. gets more because the people want more mm -hmm. more you know I, I remember like in 300 you know is this all are you, you not entertained <laughs> are you not entertained <laughs> yes I mean yeah. Uh, the, yeah, scripture, the scripture says, we have not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but mm -hmm. with a power and demonstration of the Ooh. Holy Ghost. And that's, the, that's where we get mixed up. We're in the, in the enticing things, yeah. right? But yeah. we don't come to them. That's not how God comes to us. Mm -mm. Now, that can be used as a tool and a way to get us into yeah. the presence yeah, of yeah, God, yeah. but that is not how God comes to us. He comes to us with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit and that alone. Yeah. Man, and, you know, I saw you here. Uh, I'm going to read one of these posts. Critics don't bring revival. People who have a word from God do. <laughs> you know what? We're going to go to a commercial and we're going to be right back to hear what Richie Allen has to say about critics don't bring revival, but people who have a word of God do. We'll be right back. Go get your copy of Juan Martinez's newly released book, Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. This book gives you the courage to face the storms of life with a new heart and mind as you journey through the pages. Juan Martinez ties in Holy Spirit truths with honest insights about his struggles from New York street life to hard time in the Texas prison system to a radical transformation that saved his life and launched an impassioned ministry that's leading the lost to meaningful relationships with Christ. The amazing thing about your purchase of this book is not only do you get set free, but at the same time, someone who is incarcerated or in a program will also receive a book at no cost to them, so they too can experience being set free. You can help us reach our goal to cover 106 Texas prisons by purchasing a copy at JuanMartinez.tv on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Thank you for being the hero of this story. Come experience the love that will change your life every Sunday at Get Rab Church. You can hit us up at two locations, 23221 Aldine Westfield Road in Spring, Texas, 77373. Our service times are 10 a.m. and 1145 a.m. Or you can hit us up on the south side at 2535 Galveston Road in Houston, Texas. 77017 at 5 p.m. Not in Houston? Not a problem. You can watch from anywhere in the world by downloading our free Get Rap TV app. We want to thank all our partners who support us. Because of you, This Is Real has a tremendous reach all the way from Houston to Galveston, up into the Dallas, Fort Worth, and Austin area. This show airs in over 50 state prisons and jails with over 130,000 inmates tuning in weekly hearing the good news. Help us stay on air by becoming a monthly partner. Visit JuanMartinez.tv or download the free GetRap TV app. Hey, everybody, we are back, and this has been an exciting show, man. We're going to have to bring Richie Allen back. Now we're like, now I want her to part preach at the church and everything. <laughs> part? And we're like, part 437. You know, uh, man, excited. Oh, man. And the, the post was, critics don't bring revival. People who have a word from God do. Yeah. And then you put, critics don't have skin in the game. Right. When you have a word from God, you've That's got good. it through some sort of cost to yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a word from God, that comes from... 
Word, if, if you look throughout the scripture, anybody that did anything great for the kingdom of God had to go through desolation. They had to go through something in order for mm. something else to be birthed. There had to be a death in order for there to be a rebirth. And, that, and so when, when you, uh, the brokenness, I, there was a, 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 a sermon that I heard a long, long time ago from a, a preacher, uh, and it, it, the title stuck with me. I don't even remember all the details, but the title stuck. Brokenness is the cost of revival. Mm. And it is only in brokenness that we see rebirth. And so we have to break. The seed has to go into the ground. It has to break and lose who it was to become so something good. else, you know, and, and, uh, something I actually didn't post this yet. I was going to post it, but yeah, we're yeah, talking about, um, release uh, about the power of indifference. And indifference is a word that we think is a bad word. Yeah, yeah. But the truth of the matter is, man, is that if we can have a prayer and say, God, help me to be indifferent to what I think yeah. is supposed to happen. And, and in other words, what is it that has to die in my life mm -hmm. in order for God's will to be accomplished? So what, what dream of mine, what plan of mine has to die and go into the ground and break open and die in order for something else mm -hmm. to be rebirthed. Absolutely. And that's what revival comes from, that brokenness. It mm -hmm. comes from this just laying down and sacrificing of everything that we think that we're supposed to do and being diff being in, literally being indifferent to what our plans are supposed to bring to the table mm -hmm. and understanding, wow. man, no, 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 God is saying, I can use it if you will just drop it. Mm -hmm. Drop it, let it die, and then I can rebirth something, and I can bring revival. And but critics, going back to that, critics don't bring revival. C critics can point and, and criticize. That's yeah. why the Pharisees did that so well. I thank my God that I am not like that one over there, right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Well, that's it's pretty good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but that, that critics, Pharisees never brought revival. They yeah. only brought condemnation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was only people that had skin in the game that gave their lives for something that that's where we saw revival. that's kind of like uh the not a fan book that was popular yes. but you know it's like hey these guys they're always most of the people screaming the fans are the ones screaming but they're not ever out of practice mm -hmm. they don't ever take a hit mm -hmm. you know and those are the ones screaming all yep. the time because you know you even hear it in business stuff you know where you hear you know i would do it like this but the the thought you know sometimes when i hear that now yeah. you know i go like but you don't have a business <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you had anything of that, you mm -hmm. would at least have one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But exactly. so obviously this guy thinks something that got him yeah. there. Yeah. That you don't. Mm -hmm. I said something the other day. I said, if you think you can do it better, then why haven't you done it by now? Yeah. Facts. You know? Yeah, facts. <laughs> and, you know, with my son, you know, I, I'm always sharing, like, you know, because sometimes, you know, you have kids, right? Oh, yeah. And so I'm, and I'm telling my son, I go, hey, uh, I go, hey, um, you know what? I'm trying to explain something to him. And then it got, you know, my son now is a little older in his late 20s. And I go, uh, hey, you know, I'm always trying to explain something to you. And sometimes, and, and it's right. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to not be where you are. You kind of want to be where I'm at. But I'm telling you how to get there. And sometimes you debate me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I go, and so one day, you know, I hit him with the, you know, I felt like God showed me revelation. I'm like, my ways are higher than your ways. And, <laughs> and, and, and you, have to, you have to understand that, son. Yeah. You, you, because what I think is when you're learning something, that's what we have to be teachable. Mm -hmm. When you're learning something, obviously, you don't know it. No. So, but they'll debate with the one who does know it. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets complicated. Well, it's not, that's knowledge versus wisdom. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you can book knowledge all day long. You can know the stuff. You can hear it. You can learn it. But until you've lived it, mm-hmm. yeah. it's a whole different thing. So hearing something from somebody that's lived it can, sure. short, can shortcut you to to growth right and, and yeah. your life has kind of changed into that correct me right or yeah. if, if i'm wrong but now you after everything that has happened mm-hmm. and the course that your life has taken and the, and the revelation that god has given you now you mentor worship teams and yeah. worship pastors and all of that so tell us a little bit about how that be, uh, came about yeah that's just something that's been in my heart uh well i've so as a kid or and as a young young minister young youth uh, uh young worship pastor and that sort of thing I, I always felt like if you wanted done it wanted it done right, you had to do it yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah. it was kind of kind of like a, I used to practice my signature when I was a kid because I was like, hey, this is gonna be my autograph, you know. Yeah, when people are come gonna, on, yeah, gonna want good. this. And then God, <laughs> then God taught me something through a long process of about 15, 20 years of, of severe anxiety and and, uh, uh, and panic disorder and depersonalization, derealization, all kinds of crazy stuff. Wow. Um, that required that forced me to not rely on myself mm-hmm. but push other people forward to help them lead because I di- I wasn't capable at the time of mm-hmm. leading so I was pushing other people wow. forward so God taught me th- through that to push other people forward and so even in my uh even in like ho- at Hope City as a as a worship pastor I I wasn't on the front of the stage I was very rarely on the front of the stage I was in the keys on the back and every once in a while I'd sing because that that became kind of a mission in my life is to push other people forward and so now so good. Um, uh, I stepped down last year from Hope City to to pursue ministry and worship coaching and so where do they find do you that. at uh, well your your healthy church.com is is nice. my primary one also the Richie Allen.com but uh, mm. we've kind of shifted to your healthy church because we really are, are trying to speak to the church in general and not we can give tips tri- tricks and all of that stuff and how to grow your teams yeah. and everything but it's healthy things that grow yeah. and so healthy for me grow. so for me I want to make sure that our that our leaderships our leadership at churches are is healthy self good self leadership so they can have good team leadership and Ooh. relational leadership and good organizational mm-hmm. leadership mm-hmm. and that all comes from growth uh, from healthy healthy place that's so cool and so that's hey, vital you know we want to so you know, come in here you know Sadly, sadly, don't worry. You can catch it again. We're, you know, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to bring you back, Richie. Um, I feel like there's a plethora of wisdom that that I really didn't get to pull out of you because I wanted to just really talk about this and maybe introduce the world to Richie Allen. You know, but uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I just really feel like God has given you a gift, and it's beautiful to see years later. You know, because you see through the years, yeah, and you see this guy fall away or this guy. You know, and you're still no matter what you've been through. Yeah. you're still walking this thing out. Thank God. You haven't allowed uh, your view to be distorted. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. Even though you went through all these things and you yeah. see a lot. Yeah. You know, so you, you, if anybody could be like, well, the church, and you're not <laughs> like that. You know, I feel like you're not like that. I feel yeah. like you, you, you have a grace for this. But, you know, we usually run got, uh, people on the show through a few segments. I yeah. wanted to do one with you, and yeah, so okay. Stephanie's going to hit you with it. We're going to finish it up with uh, Dear Younger Me. Mm. All right? So this segment sounds a little bit, you know, what what you hear. But we like to paint the picture of, uh-huh. uh, why yeah. did I just forget? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. you right? The you jump into the DeLorean <laughs> if you, and take us back to... Um, the younger version of yourself, you know, what what was that like? And it could be, it could be, anything. it could be any age. It could be, it could be young, two years ago. It, it could, could be, be a couple years ten years ago. ago. Yeah, which anything. Richie Allen would you yeah. go? What would you do if you went back to that DeLorean? Right. And what what was Richie yeah. like? And what would you tell him if you could give him a piece of advice based off of you know oh, where geez. you are now? So 
That's a really good one. There's so many things that I would tell yeah, my yeah, younger yeah. self. You're like, sit like, down for a hey, few Bob, hours. <laughs> you got it all wrong. Yeah. Just start from scratch. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, honestly, I think the uh, probably the biggest thing, and, and I kind of alluded to it just a minute ago. Anxiety? Is, is yeah, oh. when it came to the anxiety and all of that, uh, most anxiety and that sort of thing for me came from just a, a serious lack of self-confidence mm-hmm. and self uh, mm. um uh, self-knowledge really and mm-hmm. and so what I I would have what I would say to uh, to myself how old are you then oh my goodness you're well, going, what well, age I, are you going to uh, ultimately about 22 okay cool okay. yeah and you're so, a worship pastor worship pastor worship pastor in Detroit mm-hmm. and that's when I when I dealt with my most severe situation with anxiety and, and uh, all of that stuff um, I would have told myself um, that your worth is not found in what you do it's found in who you are and uh if if i were if i would have understood this like there's there's your role and your calling right right and uh, we we identify ourselves and our our worth by our role but the calling remains the same but our role can shift and if if i would have learned that early on and said and i wouldn't have held on so tightly Mm -hmm. to position and that sort of thing, I would have been able to say, hey, you know what, God, whatever you choose to do, going back to that death thing, it's like, let it die. Whatever you choose to do with my role, I realize that my calling remains the same. It will wow. never change, no matter if my position shifts. So that that's what I would probably have told myself then. That would have helped me to just really be settled more spiritually yeah. and internally, to not be so identified by how successful I thought I needed to be. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wow. Success is a completely different thing. Hey, I'm, I'm going to ask, uh, on that vein, right, I'm going to ask you probably like a question or two. I'm going to put you at a dear younger you, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what would you say to the guy who, you know, right now, um, what would you say to the Richie Allen that started worship? You know, he, he's this guy right now. The young, he's you know he's seeing all the worship stuff he's seeing the bands and everything and he's yeah. like yeah he's like man you know I'm gonna I'm gonna have an album I'm gonna go yeah. around the world you know was there a Richie Allen like that yeah. at one time okay 100%. what would you say to that Richie Allen right mm-hmm. there according to everything you've learned about worship yeah what would you say to that you know because somebody's listening and they're like that's me yeah. I want I'm an aspiring worship artist and yeah. I you yeah. know what would you say I, w- I would say I, I think the first and most important thing is is uh, the scripture says you will know them by their fruit, and I think mm. I think we put our we put our focus on what fruit looks like. We don't understand what fruit looks like. And if, if I was talking to a young worship leader, that says, "Yeah, I want to have this. I want to have this. I want to put out a new album. I want to do this. I want to have a platform." Your fruit is not your platform, mm. yeah. and that success in the kingdom of God looks completely different than success in in the secular world world or in the church. At you know, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely from, from a material perspective, and so. Stop focusing on numbers and stop focusing on platform and start focusing on fruit, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, mm-hmm. good faith, good. temperance. And if we, could, if we could recognize what is our motivation behind what we're doing. I want to reach the world. I want to reach the world. No, you really just want to have a million followers. <laughs> That's really what you want. So you can say you're reaching the world. But are you really showing the love of Christ to everybody that you meet? Are you really discipling people? Mm-hmm. So there's a massive difference between discipleship and and uh, and and just being a successful leader. Yeah. So success looks different. So that's what I would say: is stop 
reevaluate what success looks like in your life right now. Like if you learn that at a young age, then it doesn't matter if you're singing in front of two people or 200,000, that you are successful because of the spirit and the heart behind it. Mm -hmm. That's the big difference for me. That is so bueno. The beautiful thing about, you know, you and what you do and, and, you know, I feel like it relates a lot to, you know, Pastor Juan and how you're mentioning the healthy church, right? Because hey, maybe someone's listening and they're like, man, you know, that's me. Like, I really got to check my heart or, you know, I I sound like that and I didn't even know it, you know? That the cool thing about being healthy is that, you know, when you get sick, they don't just throw you away. They're like, oh, you got sick. All right, well, we just can't do anything with you anymore. (laughs) You just give up, you know? But there are things, there are Mm -hmm. people like Richie Allen and like Pastor Juan who come and they want to uh, restore, you know, people back to their health, the churches back to the health, you know, and take true care of the body, you know, so that we can continue to walk healthy. Well, you know, you know, you know what? There, God specializes in two things. He knows he can do anything. Yeah. He specializes in two things. He specializes in creation and he specializes in redemption. Amen. Wow. Those two things. He creates and he redeems the things that have been destroyed as a result of the, the enemy and as a result of ourselves. So redemption is at the mm-hmm. heart, very heart mm-hmm. of who God is. So anything that builds health and that tries to redeem and re- rebuild is uh, is blessed by God. Yeah, and we all have the ministry of reconciliation. Yes. You know, we're, we all are evangel. You know, yes, there's an evangelist, but we all have the. We're all supposed to do evangelism. Absolutely, uh, reach people, tell Absolutely. people about Jesus. You know, it's not just a specific job for a few people. It's no, everybody. It, is it doesn't everybody. matter what position you're in. It's everybody. Yeah. They were all together and had all things in common. That's what. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. and, and I, I think that's important. And reconciliation, man. You know, that's just bringing them back together with the Father. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that we. It says we, it's the only, really very few things that says that we have the ministry of. Yes, and then that You're is right. it. That is know? it, man. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Wow. that's it, man. I'm so grateful that you were with us today. Man, I'm honored to be here. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank so, you much, so much for Richie. having me. I, I am. I think after this, you know, we're gonna chit chat and talk, man. We gotta yeah. get you. We gotta get you going. I, I just love your heart. You know, I haven't seen you in such a long time. I know, man. Uh, well, I've seen you because I've seen you on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how we think. Oh, no, our relationship yeah, yeah. hasn't stopped. Right. You know, but um, but um, just keep doing what you're doing. Because whether you realize it or not, you were being a lie even to me, Uh, even if we didn't talk. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think that is the power of, you know, I feel like Facebook and all that is awesome. But if you don't handle that platform well, Mm -hmm. um, you you might misguide people. I don't feel you're doing that. I feel like you handle your platform very well. And um, you're being a light in a world that's... uh, pretty dark <laughs> so you, you know you keep it bright thank you so much thank, thank you, you Richie for being here and thank you to everyone for tuning in to This Is Real be sure to watch us on YouTube at This Is Real with Juan Martinez and if you're looking for a home church you can visit us at www.getwrap.tv for all of the information service time and campuses or you can write us at P.O. Box 671-626 Houston, Texas 77267 we want to send a special thank you to all of our partners for making this show possible by showing love and support and if you would like to become a partner, you can visit us at juanmartinez.tv. And we're going to end this show with the heavy hitter of the week. And this week's heavy hitter is Goodness of God by Bethel. So take a listen. And you know, Richie Allen picked this one, but come on. <laughs> hey, we're going to end it how we always do. And that's a, a wrap. wrap.
Close like 